the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio? With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Donald Trump strongly hinting at a possible third presidential run. For months now, Trump has been broadcasting his intentions for 2024, and he continued to tease them on Friday. In a speech to religious conservatives, he received a standing ovation when he wondered aloud who the next Republican president will be. Trump was addressing the Faith and Freedom Coalition's Road to Majority Conference, an event known as a testing ground for presidential hopefuls. Greg Clugston. Washington. Inflation taking a toll on infrastructure projects all across the United States, rising prices for materials like asphalt, steel, and iron, driving up the cost to build roads, bridges, rail lines, and water mains. Price for some infrastructure materials rising even faster than general consumer prices. This is SRN News. Charlie Kirk is seeing a big swing. I believe we are seeing a political transformation, a great realignment that will permanently upend our system of government, the Democrat Party, and will finally put the conservative movement in the driver's seat for generations to come. Of what will be anywhere between a 60 to 80 to 100 seat majority coming into November. The Charlie Kirk Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Your forecast for today, it's going to be hot with a high of 95 and a low of 78 for tonight. Tomorrow, trend continuing with a high of 98, moving into a chance of thunderstorms and a low of 79. Watch the documentary everyone is talking about, 2,000 Mules. Our very own Dinesh D'Souza exposes the widespread voter fraud we all knew happened during the 2020 election. Through cell phone geotracking and surveillance footage, we can see the mules at work in five key states where the election was decided. Executive produced by Salem Media Group. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here taking phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a like and a follow if you haven't done so already. 
And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so feel free to check it out there as well. And if you are in the midst of enjoying your Father's Day celebration, well, you're obviously not listening to this live because you're otherwise occupied. You're listening to the podcast, so we appreciate however you choose to tune in. Uh, low these many 18-plus uh, years, and uh, definitely no stop sign in front of us yet here at the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So, again, we appreciate your support. Uh, there was a, I know Mitch talked about this uh, yesterday because, well, I actually called into the show on <laughs> the first hour yesterday uh, to talk about this. Uh, as we've been talking about the upcoming red tsunami, which, again, I always follow up with the caveat, never underestimate, underestimate Republicans' ability to screw this up. But nevertheless, this election cycle looks really good for Republicans I kind of crunch the numbers. If Republicans flip just 35 seats this uh, November in the House, because typically wave years are 40 to 60 seats for, you know, the party whose benefits from the wave year, particularly in a president's uh, first uh, first term. The opposite party of the president in his first term typically does very well in the House. Uh, that first midterm. So if Republicans flip 35 seats in the U.S. House this November, they'll have their largest majority in that body since the Great Depression. 35 seats. Now, for context, the Democrats, their big wave year, Donald Trump's first term, that 2018 midterms, Democrats flipped 41 seats in that wave year, 2018. And they didn't benefit in the Senate, though, because Republicans actually made gains in the Senate in 2018. Okay, they, they actually had a net gain of two seats. So, uh, and if, uh, I'm trying to think this, yeah, that, that would be their largest majority since the Great Depression. I know in 2014, the Republicans increased their House majority, and that was the largest since the Great Depression. So uh, 35 would even put them beyond their 2014 cleanup. Uh, I bring this up because what happened this past Tuesday in southeast Texas, Rio Grande River Valley, could be a harbinger of things to come. Uh, Daily Wire reported on this. Uh, Republican Myra Flores has flipped a U.S. House seat in deep blue south Texas in what is a likely indicator of the coming red tsunami that could hit the Democrat Party this fall during the midterm elections. Flores beat Democrat Dan Sanchez in the special election for Texas's 34th Congressional District. This seat was previously held by a Democrat, Philemon Vela, who stepped down earlier this year to become a lobbyist, as all signs pointed to a brutal upcoming midterm election season for Democrats. Flores is now the first GOP candidate to represent that area of the Rio Grande Valley since 1870. That's 150 years, people. Uh, this is a, That was a report from the uh, Houston Chronicle. Uh, the Chronicle also reported that, the, that Flores is the first congresswoman born in Mexico. Uh, Dave Wasserman, who is a U.S. House editor of the nonpartisan Cook Political Report, tweeted, I've seen enough. Myra Flores defeats Dan Sanchez in the Texas 34 special election, flipping an 84% Hispanic Rio Grande Valley seat red. Now, uh, our friend 
and Northern Alliance Radio Network alum Ed Morrissey, you know, said it hot air. First of all, this is a special election. Okay, that's this is going to be a seat that's going to be filled for basically six months. And then obviously with redistricting, I don't know how dramatically different this particular district is or is going to be. So we'll see. But even so, it's a D plus five district, which tells you that it's not so blue that it's, you know, like a, I don't know, it's not like it's Boston or New York City or, you know, Los Angeles, one of those con- uh, congressional districts uh, where one of those cities are located. It's not like that. So it's always kind of been within reach of Republicans. But given Joe Biden's awful approval ratings, and again, he's hit, he hit another all-time low this past week. I think he's got down to the mid-30s and some. It's been hovering around 39%. Uh, so which is even somehow, I mean, Joe Biden's uh, approval, disapproval is underwater by 22 points. And that's similar to what Donald Trump had at the same point. And this was with the media onslaught against Donald Trump. Okay, the media is trying desperately to spin Biden's performance, and it's not working. People are living everyday life, and they're realizing things are have not gone well since Joe Biden assumed uh, the Oval Office. So with all that said, anything, uh, a even a D-plus-5 congressional district, any congressional districts right now that are D-plus-5, kind of in that area, which would typically be a not-quite-safe Democrat, but would lean Democrat or likely Democrat, okay, even those seats are in play for Republicans in this cycle because of Joe Biden being a drag on the party. So that 35-seat uh, pickup, potential pickup for Republicans, uh, that's that's pretty conservative. And like I said, if they get 35 U.S. House seats, it'll be their largest major- majority since the Great Depression. And let's not forget Barack Obama's first term. Okay, he wasn't nearly as unpopular as, as Joe Biden is now. Uh, the Republicans gained 63 seats, if I remember right, in the 2010 midterms, as well as had a gain of six Senate seats. So uh, this is definitely uh, could be a, a harbinger of things to come. Again, I don't know that you can judge a whole le- election by a special election like this, but uh, that that's huge. And while the 2022 election cycle has been overshadowed by Trump, and some of his ardent supporters crowing about a stolen election. The 2020 cycle showed that Republicans were already making tremendous inroads with several demographics where they've done poorly. And one demographic in particular is Hispanics. I mean, Republicans were winning districts, particularly in South Texas in 2020, that they hadn't won in in generations. And there, there's a lot of reasons for that, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But again, this was this has been overshadowed by, you know, Trump claiming a stolen election, the January sixth committee, and whatnot. And you know, I know Mitch pointed this out in his show. The Republicans had their strongest showing with Hispanics and African American voters 
uh, since the days of Nixon, 1960, when Richard M. Nixon took on John Kennedy in that presidential race. And the momentum is obviously continuing. And it's because the Democrats have taken the African-American vote and the Hispanic vote for granted. And also, they're showing how completely out of touch they are with some of these constituency groups. Uh, In fact, let me see what this, uh, Jacob, I'm going to need this audio clip here. Uh, Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Yeah, this is, uh, why don't we go to cut number four. Van Jones on CNN, CNN commentator, uh, super progressive. Remember, he was the one when Donald Trump won in 2016 that Trump won because of a white lash in this country. Okay. Well, uh, again, Van Jones, far leftist, kind of giving his party a little bit of warning here uh, how we're approaching uh, some aspects of our party where we've been pretty safe as far as having their votes. Uh, we need to kind of uh, change the approach a little bit. So uh, Van Jones and CNN, kind of number four. Becoming a party of the very high and the very low. Uh, if you pull out the working class, You've got people who are very well-educated and very well-off. Those people talk funny. Latinx, I've never met a Latinx. I've never met a BIPOC. I've never met, you know, all this, this weird stuff that these highly educated people say is bizarre. Nobody talks that way at the barbershop, the nail salon, uh, the, 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 uh, the grocery store, uh, the community center. But that's how we talk now. So that's weird. And then the people who are very low down on the economic ladder need a bunch of stuff. You wind up over-promising, oh, we're going to give you reparations. To, to people at the bottom of the economic ladder, talking weird to appeal to people at the top of the economic ladder, and the working class walks away from you. That is the danger we're facing. Okay, so there you have it, uh, Van Jones. Yeah, BIPOC, That's uh, you see this uh, every once in a while. It's an acronym for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. Basically lumping all of those people together where it's like, why are you looking at us at a collective? I'm an individual with a family who's struggling to... Uh, pay our gasoline costs because we have to actually drive to work now. Now that my workplace is actually open, I actually have to drive to work. Okay, and you know, getting our getting our kids to school and driving them around. I, these are the real issues we're facing in ensuring that our kids have enough sustenance during the summer. Okay, because grocery costs are out of control. And let, yeah, he said Latinx. Uh, I think it's pronounced Latinx because you know you have Latino, which is a Latin male, and Latina, which is a Latin female. Well, we can't have that. Can't have two genders, right? So we got to go Latinx. And these Hispanic people are like, wait, what? What? We didn't ask for that. What are you doing? So you get these far-left progressive virtue signalers coming in and trying to tell these collective groups, well, this is this is what you should go by now. You shouldn't be uh, uh, cookie-cuttered into a specific gender here, so just use Latinx. What? And you wonder why these people are fleeing the Democrat Party in droves. And far be it for me to tell progressives how they're how they're blowing this and screwing this up. Okay, not that they would listen to reason anyhow. And I think uh, perhaps the uh, uh, you know A.G. Hamilton, A.G. Hamilton two nine is a conservative follow on Twitter. Great follow. He's got a lot of great nuggets. And he basically said, look, Republicans are winning D plus 25 districts because of Latino voters. Democrats have a real problem, and lecturing people about using Latinx isn't going to solve it. 
And Jamal Bowman, who is the sole male member of the squad, okay, you know, the six members of the squad, you've got uh, AOC, Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Ayanna Presley, Corey Bush. Oh, we got a gem from Corey Bush coming up in the next segment. And now Jamal Bowman. Jamal Bowman is a congressman out of New York, and he's replying to a tweet that Elon Musk put out, because Elon Musk put out a tweet saying, you know, I voted for Myra Flores in this special election. It's the first time I ever voted for Republican. There's a massive red wave coming in 2022. This is Elon Musk, okay? And Jamal Bowman, listen to how many far-left progressive chanting points Jamal Bowman puts into this 280-character tweet. Not even 280 characters. Elon Musk is not a leader. He's just another Republican billionaire who supports white supremacy. There you go. Elon Musk votes for a Mexican-born female for Congress, but he's supporting white supremacy and authoritarianism because he doesn't want his workers to unionize or to pay his fair share in taxes. The GOP just tried to end democracy, and now he's supporting him. I mean, listen to all the listen to all the far left prog chanting points in that tweet. Republican billionaire, white supremacy, authoritarianism, uh, unionizing, paying fair share, ending democracy. I, I mean, every possible leftist chanting point you can fit into a tweet. Jamal Bowman managed to do that, and tweets are up to 280 characters now, and he still still somehow managed to have a few characters left over despite getting in. All those chanting points. That is that is impressive. The the uh, proverbial chef's kiss uh, for Jamal Bowman there. Uh, unbelievable. Democrats, they they haven't learned a thing. They haven't learned a thing. All Democrats have to do is not be crazy and not be just absolute loons, and they just can't do it. They can't do it. Uh, Mitch, uh, I, I'm a, I believe this is Mitch, our uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague on line two. We've got to go to a break soon, but uh, definitely want to take Mitch's call before we go to break. Mitch, what's going on, man? Never, n- never heard of a Mitch from the Northern Alliance. Oh, hey, Brad, how you doing? Uh, yeah, well, I'll make this really quick. I, I first heard that term Latinx probably two years ago from a progressive friend of mine. And, and I looked the term up, and, of course, it, it has the approval of roughly 2% of Latino Americans, but it goes beyond just telling people what they should call themselves. It, it goes into trying to de-gender the entire Spanish language. If you've ever learned an, a foreign language, yeah. you know that American English is weird because it, it uh, we're weird because we don't put gender into languages. You have different articles for different gendered nouns in Spanish, German, French, even Norwegian, right? And sure. you don't, you, the, the, the politically correct crowd wants to Remove gender from Spanish, and a whole lot of Latin American people are going, ah, no, no mas, we're not going to take that. <laughs> and so that, that, that may have something to do with this, I, 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 and I just want to tell them, keep at it here. <laughs> go after, go, go after uh, every word of the language here. See what it gets you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate that. Yeah, like I say, far be it from us to tell progressives uh, they're finding the pile of feces to step in. But um, if they want to continue down that road, again, far be it from us to tell them they're uh, making grave errors. I appreciate the call, Mitch, as always. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. And if you want 
Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Your guests will be impressed when you serve them round ice cubes with their cold drinks. Hi, it's PJ from PJ's Appliance. Check out our new LG refrigerators that feature an automatic ice maker that creates bar quality sphere ice. The slow melting round ice cubes make every drink taste better. This little detail can make you the best party host on the block. Craft clear sphere ice right from your new LG refrigerator from PJ's Appliance. You know we take great pride in separating ourselves from those overpriced big box stores. How? By simply providing over-the-top customer service and great quality appliances at unbeatable prices. Come see why PJ's Appliance Outlets have quickly become the trusted store for brand new scratch and dent appliances. You'll save hundreds, even thousands of dollars on brand new name brand refrigerators, ovens, washers, dryers, dishwashers, and so much more. Visit our showrooms in Plymouth or Maplewood or find us online at pjsapplianceoutlet.com. That's pjsapplianceoutlet.com, where every deal is a steal. Are you over 65 or turning 65? Whether you're new to Medicare or already have a plan, important changes in Medicare take place every year that most Americans miss. Get your Medicare maximized with Chapter, a free service that makes sure you have the right plan now and continued concierge service whenever you need a change. At Chapter, we instantly compare thousands of plans from the most trusted insurers to find our members the best and most affordable plans for them. The right Medicare coverage for you, including including plans to cover gaps in Medicare Part A and Part B, important benefits like vision, dental, and prescription coverage that could save you thousands of dollars each year. Maximize your Medicare with Chapter, rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. The service is free, so call and speak with an advisor. Let us help your next chapter be the best one yet. Call 800-586-9222, 800-586-9222, 800-586-9222. For the life of If your air conditioner barely made it through last summer, now's the time to get a replacement. Call the experts at Air Mechanical who will help you find the right size unit for your home. Whether it's a heat pump mini split or a zone controlled system, Air Mechanical will help you keep your cool in the sizzling heat. Family owned and operated since 1985, Air Mechanical leads the metro in heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical, and now drain cleaning services. Call or schedule online at thinkami.com. For the life of your home, visit Join the Freedom Fan Club today and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, Conservatism, a Rediscovery, by political theorist and Bible scholar Yoram Hazoni. Register to win at am1280thepatriot.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Pretty comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, the Beatles tune, Get Back, not my favorite Beatles song, but it always has a special place in my heart because that was the number one song in America the day I was born. If you want to know how old I am. <laughs> so there you have it. Uh, I want to uh, switch gears here real quick. Did want to acknowledge that after a week of dilly-dallying, is dilly-dallying still a appropriate phrase? Do the young kids still know what dilly-dallying is? I don't know. Messing around. 
Uh, the U.S. House finally got around to voting on a bill that the Senate has pretty much, I think, unanimously passed to provide extra protection for Supreme Court justices. Of course, this was in the aftermath of about a month or so ago when a draft of the Supreme Court decision on the Dobbs case was leaked that indicated it would essentially overturn Roe v. Wade, and that decision could very well be announced this week. Well, anyhow, the uh, uh, House got around to it, overwhelmingly passed the um, Supreme Court Police Parity Act to provide protection to justices. Now, just as an aside, there was already a federal law in place where it made it illegal to protest in front of judges or jurors' homes. It's like, this is classic government at work. Enforce the laws in the books, and you won't have this problem. But instead, hey, let's just pass more laws. This is what uh, this is the frustration that uh, uh, gun rights activists deal with all the time. It's there, there are laws on the books that would have prevented any one of these spree killings if you would have just uh, enforced the laws in the books, but not got to make more laws. But, I, again, I digress. So this passed overwhelmingly 397... 396 yes votes, 27 nay votes, all 27 nay votes being Democrats. So no surprise there. And five of the six members of the squad all voted no. You only, you know who the only squad member is that voted no on this? Ilhan Omar. Yeah, our own Ilhan Omar. She actually voted yes for the Supreme Court Police Parity Act to provide protection to Supreme Court justices. She voted yes on this, Ilhan Omar. I mean, broken clock and all that. But you got to wonder, is this in response to Minneapolis overwhelmingly voting no on defunding the police last November? And I don't know that Don Samuels is going to be a serious primary challenger to Ilhan Omar this August, because you, you I mean, let's let's be honest. Congressional District Five, the DFL primary is essentially the general election in that congressional district. But you got to wonder the rationale. I I looked around, did some Google searches. I didn't find, and, and and if someone could direct me to them, if there is a rationale for why Ilhan Omar voted yes on this, I'd I'd be interested to hear it. Uh, but you know, someone could make the case that well. She's just honoring the wishes of her constituents. She's a statesman or stateswoman, as it were. And it's amazing how Republicans don't get that same courtesy when they're voting not to restrict gun rights. Because Republicans will say, what, I'm voting for uh, my constituents. I'm not making it more difficult for them to exercise their constitutional rights by voting for red flag laws. But Republicans don't seem to get that, that kind of courtesy. So I haven't seen a lot of scrutiny over Ilhan Omar's yes vote. On this, but I know I applaud her nonetheless. Again, broken clocks, right? Twice a day. That's good for her. But one of the most unsurprising nay votes on this was from Cori Bush. Of course, one of the new members of the squad. She was elected in uh, 2020. Uh, She represents the congressional district in Missouri that includes St. Louis. Very far left of center congressional district and as such they elect someone like cory bush if you remember cory bush let's uh this is uh oh what's uh what's that sound bite here this is uh cut number three 
If you remember Corey Bush from last August, this was during the height of the defund the police debate because a lot of these major cities were having their municipal elections, including Minneapolis, and Minneapolis overwhelmingly voted to no on the defund the police. Uh, Corey Bush was asked about this. It's like, um, you know, uh, Representative Bush, you know, she was on CBS News this morning. You have private security to protect you, yet you are going to vote and or advocate for removing police protection, but yet you can use security, private security at taxpayer expense. What's up with that? Uh, listen to uh, her rationale on this. This is uh, cut number three, Representative Cori Bush from last August. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Okay, so we'll stop right there. I, I mean, I'll give her her props. At least she's brutally honest. She wasn't dancing around. Was, yeah, suck it up. I get private security because I need to be here. But you, police protection, ahoy, ploy, yeah, sorry, you're on your own. I mean, this this had the same resonance as then Minneapolis City Council President Lisa Bender, you know, during the height of the unrest. You know, Minneapolis, you could argue, was the, the epicenter of that back in the summer of 2020. She was asked by CNN, you know, uh, People call 911 and, you know, there's not going to be any police presence. What's up with that? And she basically said, well, I mean, being able to call 911 and expect police to show up, that's point of privilege. Yet three members of the council who were on the defund the police bandwagon, including Philippe Cunningham, who was crushed in his city council uh, reelection bid, they were spending money on private security for themselves, but they wanted to defund the police. And these are also the same people who advocate for restricting gun rights. So this isn't going to play well, Democrats. So, again, Cori Bush voting no on providing extra protection uh, for Supreme Court justice. Uh, Justice is no surprise. Security for we, not for ye. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested. Don't argue. Don't resist. Don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. 
A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only do they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely. We're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. Hi, this is Randy with Arby's Computer Service. You have heard me advertise on this and other stations for years and have trusted us for your IT needs, and I thank you for that. We now have an immediate need for a network server tech in our organization. If you or someone you know has a year or more business experience supporting these environments and is looking to work for a company like ours, I would like to speak with you. We are very competitive with other large companies for pay and benefits, including health and retirement planning. But because we are smaller, our environment is friendly and more flexible than some of the larger IT companies. You can do your job, and it can actually be fun doing so working for us. Call me today to determine if you have the requirements for the position so that we can move forward and you can become part of our team. We can be reached at 763-441-3884, or you can email me, randy at rbsmn.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Giving your computer problems the boot, Arby's Computer Service. Hi, right, welcome back. AM 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Driving down the interstate, running 30 minutes. It's me, Brad Carlson, here to take your calls. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. If you want to leave a comment or question, and we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel free to go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and give our page a like and a follow if you haven't done so already. And feel free to leave a comment or question in our comment section there as well. Uh, we are going to shift gears a little bit. You know, we uh, kind of alluded to uh, the police, uh, the Supreme Court uh, uh, Parity Protection Act that was passed, finally passed the House this past week, of course, this was in large part the response to protests outside of Supreme Court justices' homes, and certainly the urgency was heightened after the learned uh, threats against Justice Brett Kavanaugh's life. Well, there have been other uh, incidents that have taken place uh, as the uh, Roe v. Wade, or excuse me, the Dobbs decision going to be handed down by the Supreme Court, effectively ending Roe v. Wade, and it has a lot of pro-abortion activists up in arms. Yeah, the threat against Supreme Court justices' lives, certainly big stories, but there seems to be some stories that I, to be quite frank, haven't heard a lot about, and it really underscores, uh, let's just call it what it, what it is, the depravity of some of these people, the pro-abortion people, in response to this possible Supreme Court decision that could be handed down as soon as this week. And here to talk about it is James Varney. He writing for Real Clear Investigations. And folks, if you missed good old-fashioned roll-up-your-sleeve journalism, Real Clear Investigations is the place you need to go. Check them out, realclearinvestigations.com, uh, talking about all sorts of say and issues where, again, 
they're doing good old-fashioned journalism, and uh, I didn't realize how much I missed it until I started reading some of these stories on that fine website. So uh, with that in mind, we are honored to welcome to the broadcast the aforementioned uh, James Varney. Uh, Mr. Varney, good to have you on the broadcast today, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Brad. Thanks for having me. You bet. Uh, I did uh, enjoy your piece. Uh, uh, somewhat sobering, to be perfectly honest with you, where you detail uh, issues beyond the Kavanaugh scare, where there have been dozens of incidents targeting pro-lifers nationwide. Uh, to kind of give specifics, uh, James Varney, is it uh, is it uh, pregnancy centers? Is it uh, churches? Is it pro-life rallies? All of the above? What can you tell us about some of these incidents? Most of them have been against the pregnancy crisis centers, and actually a number of rural small churches, mostly African-American in the Deep South, which don't even really have all that political uh, congregation. Um, And the thing I think that's most disconcerting about it is that um, the group that's taken credit for a number of these, including the ones in Buffalo and Madison, Wisconsin, that involve makeshift Molotov cocktails Mm. thrown through the smash windows, the group that's taken credit for that calls itself Jane's Revenge. Uh, they seem to be a decentralized kind of uh, Antifa-type group. They, they advertise their, their work on uh, the anarchist library and things like this. Their graffiti tag is, if abortion isn't safe, then you aren't either. And they've specifically threatened to even up the ante, and they've said that what they're going to do now is going to be worse than graffiti, smash windows, and Molotov cocktails. So. The question, I think, that really comes you with calling it depraved, but I think it kind of smacks of domestic terrorism. And, of course, we've heard that that's such a priority for the Justice Department, but it's kind of surprising we don't see more federal investigations going on. Yeah, now, I I know there, uh, you know, I I talked a little bit about the the, uh, legislation which Congress passed to enhance security for Supreme Court justices, even though I think there is already federal statute in place specifically saying you can't protest in front of justices or jurors' homes, you know, particularly when it has to do with an active case. And, you know, something else that's most disconcerting about this is these pregnancy, the crisis centers, churches, what have you, yeah, they advocate for life and they advocate for getting rid of abortion, but this is the Supreme Court of the United States. They're making an actual legal decision having to do with the Constitution. These organizations have nothing to do with what the Supreme Court uh, decides, James Varney. Well, that's a good point, and, and I think they seem to really be misconstruing what's going to happen here, right? I mean, if if Dobbs gets handed down as we expect it to, it's not going to eradicate abortion. right? And so you have these people committing what looks to be like acts of domestic terrorism against these perfectly legal pregnancy crisis centers in places like New York State, New York State's not going to pass any laws against abortion. There was another one outside um, Seattle in Linwood, Washington. Washington State's not going to pass laws against abortion. So it's sort of curious uh, that they're trying to really put the fear into everybody. You mentioned in the intro that it's been nationwide. It's been at least 20 states that this has happened in. So it doesn't seem to really be connected to exactly what the Supreme Court is doing. It seems designed to intimidate people and to force a national edict on all 50 states. So am I, uh, am I, am I wrong in that assessment? Has this not got a lot of mainstream media coverage? I, I mean, I, again, we're, we're very critical of, uh, of media on this program when it's warranted, but I also want to give 
credit where credit is due. Have the major networks or any others, have they have they picked a lot of these up? Because I, I try to consume news as much as I can, but I, I can't recall hearing some of these specific incidents that you mentioned. Yeah, it has not gotten national attention. And, you know, you spoke about the armed interloper being arrested at Justice Kavanaugh's house. I mean, the Washington Post played that as like a police brief. Yeah. And I think the New York Times buried it on page 21 or something. It's very unusual and extremist to have people with guns outside of Supreme Court justice houses. And I think that speaks really to what we're talking about here, which is an extremist fringe. You know, you talked about the kind of protests that do go on sort of routinely at both abortion providers and pregnancy crisis centers. That's legal. There's laws that, that dictate how you're supposed to do that and everything. And these people, they're just really off the charts in what they're doing. Um, and, and I don't think that it has gotten the attention that you might expect if it had been directed the other way. And remember, when the news leaked that this Dobbs decision might be made, the story was in USA Today and elsewhere that everybody's worried about what might happen to abortion providers, right? And, and abortion clinics are now being their fortresses was the word that they used. In New York State, the governor spent $35 million to give more enforcement and protection to abortion clinics. But we haven't seen any action by pro-life people against those places. Uh, what can, uh, you, you alluded to one group taking responsibility or at least uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, issuing threats, uh, Jane's Revenge. What can you tell us about Ruth Sent Us? I've been hearing their name bandied about quite a bit. Obviously, it's in reference to the late uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who, you know, obviously progressive justice, but even she question the legality of uh, of the Roe decision, but uh, obviously they're leaving that aspect of it out. But what can you tell us about the organization Ruth sent us, James Vardy? Yeah, that's a great point about Justice Ginsburg uh, and how she had thought that maybe Roe was a little bit uh, too far in one direction. But Ruth sent us is does not appear to be involved in the the incidents of vandalism and violence that we're talking about. Okay, They are primarily like a Twitter account. Uh, Now, they did dox the Supreme Court justices, which led to a lot of the stuff that's been going on around their houses. They tried to uh, immediately distance themselves from what happened to Justice Kavanaugh's house, but then in the same breath put out on Twitter where Justice Kavanaugh's kids go to school and where Justice Barrett's kids go to school, which seemed pretty odd, at least to me. Um, But Ruth Senat, again, is a social media account. Whether or not any of the people that are involved in that uh, make up Jane's Revenge, I can't tell you, because whoever the individuals are involved with Jane's Revenge, they have not been identified or doxxed. Um, so Ruth Senos, again, does not seem to be the people that are pursuing this quite extremist and radical type of uh, action. So uh, have we heard any official statements from whether it be uh, Attorney General Garland's office, Department of Justice, anybody? Because, you know, again, there was I know there was petitions that were brought forth in the aftermath of some of these uh, pregnancy crisis centers and these churches being harassed, even uh, obviously violence taking place outside of them in terms of you know just uh, graffiti and threats and whatnot. Uh, have we heard mm-hmm. any official word from the Department of Justice, even the Biden administration themselves? Because this this just can't be something that's ignored, James Varney, even if it does uh, quasi support the the cause that some of these people believe, which is a, abortion is sacrosanct. Which you can believe that that's fine, but 
addressing it this way, this this just can't continue. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and it's a good question. Why? Uh, the answer to your, your question about the Attorney General is no, we have not. Now, just last week, about three, four days ago, 120 members of Congress wrote a letter to the Justice Department asking him why he's been silent on this and why, given how much we've heard about domestic terrorism being a priority for the Justice Department, we've had such silence and apparent inactivity uh, on their part. They're also, in terms of the Biden administration, I believe uh, his spokeswoman said something to the effect of, well, we've condemned that. And people were like, well, when? I I don't remember hearing it. So, you know, there's been a kind of mealy-mouthed comments from the Biden administration that, well, we don't really support all this. But you might remember the Gene Psaki, who the former press spokesperson for the Biden administration, she was saying, well, we're not going to get in the way of, of legal protests when people were asking about all the stuff going on outside the conservative justice house. So you've had, I don't think it's fair to call it tacit approval. That's, that's going too far, but you've had a kind of silence that speaks to them being comfortable with this. Um, it's, it's inexplicable to me. Once again, we've been joined by James Varney. You can find his work, realclearinvestigations.com, talking about his latest piece entitled Beyond the Kavanaugh Scare, dozens of incidents targeting pro-lifers nationwide. And, you know, as Mr. Varney alluded to, uh, that seemed to be the biggest priority of the Biden administration once they assumed office a year and a half ago was domestic terrorism, but apparently it wasn't the uh, right kind of domestic terrorism because uh hasn't been a lot of chatter on this as there has been uh, other legitimate incidents. So, uh, Mr. Varney, we appreciate your time today. Uh, thank you so much. Terrific piece. I, I enjoyed reading it, as sobering as it was. And I look forward to seeing uh, more of your work on realclearinvestigations.com. And have a great rest of your day, sir. Thanks. You too. Appreciate it. AM twelve eight of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. One final segment coming up on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM twelve eighty the Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free odyssey app we've all heard home is where the heart is it's also where the money is discover how a cash out refinance can work for you it's your money contact american financial network today at americanrates.net or call one we approve the dream team at american financial network has a streamlined process for you to take advantage of your equity faster check out the dream team and their new and improved quick application at americanrates.net that's americanrates.net or call one we approve nmls 237341 branch nmls 2139622 yeah, Invergrove Hyundai, they have an amazing service staff. Incredible. Hey, I'm Javon from Megan. All in all, um, the entire staff is so friendly. I mean, you have young people to even elders. They really are like like good people. They have really, really good hearts. So Tyler is someone that I would highly recommend. Uh, but he'll, he'll remember your name, too. <laughs> I have a Hyundai Sonata 2020. And uh, the services that I've gotten on there is uh, oil changes. We had to switch out the chip maybe once and... I probably had like a check engine light and I wanted to get it checked on, but they never give me a hassle. It's like, hey, come in. One thing I love the most about Invergrove Hyundai is any place you go, that if they remember you, then you're significant to them. Even if you don't think you are, they'll make you feel like it. And 
you'll feel right at home. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment online at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. As a former congressman and a ranking member on the Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives, Doug Collins knows what it means to fight for what he believes. And on every episode of the Doug Collins Podcast, he'll explore all topics from politics to life advice and blend them together for a well-rounded discussion that you can use to get the most out of your life. The Doug Collins Podcast. Subscribe today on Apple, Google, Spotify, and at SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM 1280 The Patriot in the App Store. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280 The Patriot. Me, Brad Carlson. Closing out this weekend's edition of Northern Alliance Radio Network Programming, hence the title of the program, The Closer. You can check out my friend and colleague, King Banyan, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. Saturdays, 9 to 11 a.m. for The King Banyan Show. Powerhouse show on economics. And on Saturdays, from 1 to 3 p.m., you can check out the headliner, Mitch Berg. He's on from 1 to 3 Followed immediately by Jack Tomzak, the new guy, from 3 to 5. Again, that's on Saturdays right here on AM 1280 The Patriot. And me, Brad Carlson, closing out weekends right here on AM 1280. Uh, I did make a reference to, uh, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you saw that I made a post today. It was 17 years ago today. Yes, that was also a Sunday. Uh, when I made my debut on Twin Cities Radio, yeah, it was on the old talk station, AM 1500 KSTP. Uh, I think it's Score North now, and I don't even know if Score North has original programming on the radio. I know they do digitally on YouTube and other social media platforms and podcast apps, that sort of thing. But uh, I made several guest appearances on different radio stations over the next six years until 2011 when I finally got this as my permanent side hustle in June of 2011. And here I am 11 years later, so uh, just kind of commemorating a you don't mind me being a little self-indulgent here, uh, celebrating 17 years on the air. And again, uh, 17 years ago today, obviously, it was also Father's Day and my dad's birthday. So, <laughs> And my dad, uh, he actually did listen to that show. I remember that. And we taught a good friend of mine, uh, Greg Bittner, uh, he joined me uh, on that broadcast. It was a It was a show called The Next Big Thing where you send in kind of a audio recording of you doing a mock radio show, and if they think it has potential, they give you two hours on a Sunday to do a radio show. And if that sounded good, they might give you a permanent uh, show, you know, once a week. That was all I was vying for. Was, man, if I could get a Sunday show, Sunday afternoon, I, I'd, be, I'd be good. I'd be good. It took six years, but I finally got it, and it's at this station. 
uh, couldn't be more grateful for that. So, again, uh, commemorating 17 years. Hope you don't mind my being a little uh, self-indulgent here, shameless self-promotion. But appreciate everybody who has made this possible, the various board ops I've had, past and present. Yeah, Jacob, that includes you. Uh, great job every Sunday, as always. Uh, my colleague, Mitch Berg, has always been a tremendous support, including calling into the broadcast today. Uh, General Manager Nick Anderson, our Operations Manager Lee Michaels, uh, the consigliere, who uh, is as an, an intense supporter as there ever has been. Uh, appreciate you, one and all, you the listeners, you the viewers, however you indulge this broadcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I could take the rest of the show, the remaining five minutes I have, to give special shout-outs, but, uh, and it wouldn't be long enough, that is for certain. So thank you doesn't seem sufficient, but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I do want to get to, uh, are both these callers still on hold? Okay. Uh, if we want to get to, uh, is Dan still with us? Okay. Well, Dan called in first, so I want to get to his call right away. Dan from Invergrove Heights, I appreciate your patience. You were on the broadcast, sir. Hey, Brad. Uh, I heard you mentioning uh, that uh, you don't think Don Samuels has much of a chance uh, running against Dilhan Omar in CD5. And I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if he does or not. I just haven't heard much about it. I heard a lot of scuttle two years ago when Anton Melton Mukes was challenging Johan Omar because he was brought in a crap ton of money into that race. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I, I just don't know. Well, my, my, my question is, uh, although I think Don Samuels would be a step up for Milhan Omar based on the Agreed. fact that Medaria Arredondo is, uh, you know, giving his endorsement to uh, Don Samuels, but what do you think about Cicely Davis, uh, her website, CicelyDavis.com? She's, you know, she's the Republican candidate for Congress for CD5. What do you think about her chances? Oh, I've, I've yeah, I've met, Omar? yeah, Cicely uh, also goes by C.C. Davis. Met her on multiple occasions. Very impressed with her. Terrific candidate. Would be orders of magnitude better than Johan oh, yeah. Omar. But let's be honest. It's Absolutely. A, it's a yeah. D plus 22 district. I, I mean, yeah. facts are facts. Yeah. As much as yeah. impressed as we are with her, unfortunately, not as many people in CD5 <laughs> think like us, right? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, they, they say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't see it as much as I'd like to. Uh, I'm raring for an, uh, a, the upset of the century, which is what it would be. I just I don't see it. I, I'm sorry. I uh, appreciate the call, Dan. Thanks so much. Let's go to line one. Bob in Shoreview. Hey, Bob. Good to hear from you as always, sir. Yeah, um, you were talking about abortion. Uh, there's an episode of Law and Order season 20. Episode six, it stars old John Boy Walton, Richard Thomas. Sure. And it's about uh, it's about this doctor that was performing abortions in this one instance when the baby was born alive. And uh, it's also about somebody assassinating an abortion doctor in a church, of course, based on reality. Uh, this came out in 2009, this episode. But it's it's surprising because law and order is usually very liberal. Yeah. But they were neutral to uh, actually pro-life in its message. And a lot of pro-abortion people were in an uproar after they aired this episode. But it's very, it's, uh, it tells what happens. It's very objective and kind of neutral. And it's very worth watch, uh, purchasing for a couple bucks, you know, on Amazon. Okay. Uh, it's called Dignity. Dignity. Let the baby be born. And even though the, these parents knew it was going to die, they wanted to let it die with dignity. That's the name of the episode, season 20, episode 6. 20, got it. Okay, good stuff, Bob. I yeah, appreciate it as always. Yeah, I, I know that, I mean, I 
I still have this horrific vision of, I think it was like three, four years ago when, when New York passed their horrific abortion law, basically, you know, uh, uh, unlimited abortion and how they lit up the spire atop the uh, Empire State Building or was a Chrysler Building, one of the two, whichever one has the big spire on top of it, they lit it up in pink to celebrate that law. And it was just absolutely ghoulish. The idea that you could support abortion literally up to moments before birth, I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. And again, I've, I've cited it on the show many times, even majority of Democrats, more than 50% of Democrat voters will tell you they oppose abortion past 20 weeks, which is literally halfway through the pregnancy term or four and a half months, four and a half months. And you're talking a majority of Democrat voters oppose it, you know, and yet we still have these states passing these just absolutely radical abortion laws. Colorado a few months ago was the latest example of this. Just absolutely horrific. So, again, like we were talking about with James Varney in the previous segment, he of Real Clear Investigations, you know, the states are still going to be able to decide their abortion laws if, indeed, the Supreme Court rules that Roe v. Wade is to be kicked. Okay? And so, for pro-lifers, that's where the real work is going to begin as far as changing hearts and minds, which I always felt it was on that level anyways, but that's where the real work begins if, indeed, uh, Roe v. Wade is overturned. So... With that, folks, I've enjoyed it as always. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. And have a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. Hi, friends. This is Katie Pavlich from townhall.com. The liberal media and big tech are working overtime to promote the left's anti-American agenda to silence me and the reporters on our team at Town Hall. We must bring the truth to the American people free from the spin of big media and the censorship of big tech companies. Town Hall covers the news that matters, exposing the COVID lies, the leftist rot and crime surge in our cities, the illegal alien crisis at our southern border, and all of Joe Biden's unconstitutional overreach including the critical race theory attacks on our children and grandchildren by school boards working with the Department of Justice. Visit townhall.com each morning, afternoon, and night for the truth as my team investigates the Biden administration, their big media friends, and leftist activists. With your support, we can keep holding government bureaucrats and their allies in the media accountable. Visit townhall.com today to join the fight. The fight for our nation starts with townhall.com. Is your air conditioner struggling to keep you cool? Standard Heating and Air Conditioning wants to remind you that summer is here. 
Don't wait to replace it and be stuck with no AC on one of the hottest days of the year. It's time to take advantage of two smoking standard heating offers that won't make you overheat. Instant savings of $850 on an air conditioner or ductless system. Keep cool all summer long with financing options of payments as low as $65 per month. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is a family-owned and operated business with 92 years of serving the Twin Cities community, servicing over 500,000 homes. Take advantage of these specials and keep cool all summer long with more money in your pockets. Call and schedule your free estimate today. These offers are good until June 30th. Go to standardheating.com for more details. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, providing the comfort you deserve since 1930. That's standardheating.com. Mention the Patriot. Standardheating.com. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.